Thank you for checking out Merry Men Movement. I'm Dan Swedberg, founder and editor of Merry Men Magazine, a safe place for people to live their truth and find their happiness. So welcome to this week's episode. A while back, I was inspired by a message posted on a friend's Instagram account, and it said, I believe that luck exists, but people choosing to share, support, connect, promote, and raise others up is how most things are actually accomplished. And I couldn't agree more. So a lot of my self-discovery has given me a new perspective on some of the most important lessons that I've learned. My goals, I think, were realized and achieved because of the support and generosity of others. And I get so much value out of building others up and supporting them and celebrating their strengths. I think ever since I was young, I always had a gravitational pull to work for a magazine because at the time I thought it was like the epitome of glamour and it was a creative world with photo shoots and content creation and I really wanted to be part of it. And what I didn't realize was how the industry really worked and a big part of it in the, the, I mean, I think a big part of business in general is about relationships, but especially with magazines, they have relationships with production teams and advertisers and that's really what makes them successful. And Bigger magazines often make their money by creating content for advertisers and, for instance, like photo shoots or fashion shoots, like brands or PR companies sit down and have a meeting with a magazine and then the magazine uses their network and their resources and creative teams to create shoots or create content um, on the advertiser's products in order to sell them and promote them and so forth. So even when there isn't like an obvious display ad in a magazine if you see like a name brand you're definitely being advertised to and that's how a lot of the magazines make their money obviously is you know through these different forms of advertising it's not just display ads but I mean you see that in production with any kind of or any form of public communication like such as movies and radios and tv shows you know it's all the same and they all use different forms of product placement, for instance, um, and they call it all sorts of different things like branded content, sponsorships, now with social media influencers. So if you're thinking of starting a magazine, the truth is you better have a strong network (laughs) of creatives who are capable of creating content, you know, whether you directly network with them or with uh, contributors with Merriman, one, our contributors feel like they had ownership over the magazine as well. And I feel like you build a stronger sense of family or a stronger community that way. And, you know, when you have contributors or people that want to put their all into projects, and they will, and they feel like they give their all when they have ownership over something. So over the years, um, having worked in advertising in the publishing world, I came from working at publications that were really outdated and poorly designed, and they actually lost a lot of their integrity because of it. So I really wanted to change how cluttered and poorly designed a lot of the publications were, and I hated how more than half of the publication was just advertisements. Nobody really pays attention to those you know, outdated display ads anyways, and or they even get annoyed with them. Um, I mean, I know I get really annoyed with things like YouTube ads and I hardly pay attention to ads in magazines or newspapers, Um, but I think there was definitely a better way to create relevant content that celebrates brands who are in line with our message. And I believe that, you know, our product is is just helping people live better lives. And uh, I really wanted to focus on empowering people to be more authentic. And obviously I have to live that if I'm going to put that in my brand. So, I mean, unless companies and brands and people in general are living their truth, you know, how how would you expect to trust them? Or how would would we expect them to trust us? Um, That's why our contributors are so important to us because our product really is an extension of them too, 
as long as we ensure that both our messages are aligned um, and we look at contributors like a partnership and a relationship and I want to help them succeed by sharing their stories of pursuing what they love to do. Um, so yeah, so partnering really establishes relationships and facilitates connections and that's what, you know, that's what Merriman is all about is connecting with, with each other in a positive way. My experience in the fashion industry was not the best. I found a lot, you know, I found a lot of great people. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're a little bit further and fewer between because I came across a lot of people who had their clicks and were very, re they were just ready to throw rocks at any newcomers. I don't really understand why they felt the need to not support each other though. Like I can't remember where I heard this, but there's a concept that um, like there isn't enough pie to go around. And if you give up your piece of pie that you don't get any. But to me, that's just insane because if you have the skills, you have the talent, you can always bake more pie. You have the recipe to make more pie. So just because you give someone a piece of pie doesn't mean that you're going to run out of pie. You're not, you know, unless you're stealing the pie, <laughs> you can always make more. You know, that's in terms of projects. If you have the skills, you can always create more work. And there's endless opportunities out there. There are definitely endless opportunities out there. Go and make your own. But for some people, they have this like, narrow way of thinking that there's only so many limited opportunities so they they do anything in their power to squash the competition to ensure their survival but that's not the truth and it's actually so counterproductive because it's such a narrow-minded way of thinking there's always more pie to be had there's always more opportunities out there. Man, I'm so into Simon Sinek right now. I can't even tell you. I know he's a straight man, but his mind is sexy as hell. He's so inspiring, and I've honestly developed such a crush on him. You know, when someone's ideas and beliefs are so powerful that you're just like, wow, I love his messages, and he just becomes so, he's so attractive to me now. Anyway, one of the things that he talks about is that if you actually want to build relationships, you build them without wanting anything in return. Um, I hear it a lot that you build trust when you're kind to others, not looking for anything in return. And I can think of several instances where I've come across people in my life who I'm so grateful for because they've helped me without looking for anything in return. And you better believe that, you know, I'm going to help them if they ever need me to. So I had such an amazing opportunity with my college crew. We're still friends to this day and we really excelled as a collective because we supported each other and we all really followed our own paths within the creative industry but I know if I ever need anything from this tribe of people and vice versa if they ever need anything from me that will be there in a heartbeat for each other by the way shout out to Catalyst Marketing who does Mary Men's website they didn't ask me to plug them but their work is incredible and are so freaking supportive and incredible to work with just had to do that because I love my people anyway for everyone um, who partners with me and supports my goals I wouldn't be here without them so one thing I know that's incredibly important is to recognize and express gratitude for those who have helped me either pay it forward or help them in return so finding Simon Sinek's work is really cool because he shines a light on this idea you know about supporting others but he says that it's actually a militaristic way of thinking that soldiers and marines don't go into battle um, or like life risking dangerous situations for the glory or to be a hero um, they actually go in to help their fellow soldiers or like they're, you know, they consider them their brothers and this brotherhood and they put their lives on the line because the guy next to them would, which is such a cool way of thinking. It's not really, you know, you would think it would be the glory or the hero or for the medals or, you know, some sort of ego driven way, but no, it's just because they're all banding together to help each other. Um, one thing I'm actually trying to improve 
for myself is to help people in my life without being asked. I feel like it's something that I need to be better at. Um, And it's a challenge sometimes because I feel like I'm not always the most cognizant of people that need help because a lot of people won't ask, right? Um, But anytime someone needs support, anytime you know, I can help. I'm eager to help them because I know that they will do the same for me. So let's be honest. Sometimes I need help. I need assistance. Um, maybe it's working on a project or contracting workout or something like that. And something I super recently learned was how to be more upfront with what it is you're asking for and don't hide what it is you're asking for. Like don't bury um, asking for something in compliments or small talk. Um, And if you do that, if you are just more upfront, if you have something to ask for, then you actually establish and build more trust with the person that you're asking for something. I mean, what's the worst that can happen is they say no, right? But if you're, you know, coming across as fake because you're just complimenting them and then you're asking for something, then you're going to lose their trust. What I've learned is to not begin with praise and then ask a favor at the end of the message. People actually start to think that you always want something if you if you do that. So I thought about it and I totally appreciate the direct approach so much better too when other people do it to me. So just put yourself in other people's shoes. What would you prefer, right? So it's really tough, obviously, coming to somebody and asking for favors. You don't want to feel like you're using them or, you know, you don't want to feel like you're asking too much but that's the thing is that you have to remember is that if you would do the same for them then they're more likely obviously to help you out and you can be confident with that i think the important thing to remember is that um, we get a little bit afraid of asking people for favors because we lack confidence and it's not our fault that we lack in confidence i struggled with confidence i would always be high and low and high and low but really leaders in our lives are supposed to help us feel strong and good about ourselves but they're the ones that are often telling us to do more with less and this actually touches on another thing that simon sinek says is that he says what needs to happen is the we need to celebrate what we have instead of criticizing for what we don't have. Man, he's so inspirational. I freaking love this guy. I had one teacher that stands out from my high school days because they never criticized me and they never made me feel like less. And I'll carry her name with me because she gave me the power in realizing my own value and strengths. I mean, I think everybody can kind of think of a mentor or a teacher or someone who is like that. And she was a large part in why I pursued a creative career. I mean, I hope to inspire some way the way that she inspired me. I think it's my responsibility to help others improve their confidence, to inspire them to believe in themselves so that they can fulfill their purpose too. Um, And that's why I love celebrating people who love what they do and are pursuing their passions. They should be celebrated. Leaders are supposed to inspire action. So I often ask myself how I can help others to fulfill their purpose and accept themselves. You know, and I think it all starts with accepting the fact that you deserve to be happy and then going and finding what will make you the happiest. And I do that by creating a safe space for them to express themselves by supporting them and commending them on pursuing their passions um, and to help them with whatever that they need along the way. And I love making people feel good about themselves and recognizing things about themselves that they may not necessarily already know. But I'll never give praise unless praise is due. I'll only compliment someone when a compliment is deserving. Because if you shower somebody in compliments, the compliment doesn't hold any value. 
But when you make a gesture or a compliment specific and authentic because you truly believe it and it's not constant, you actually build trust and elevate somebody. They actually really appreciate that. And that's what I've learned from working in retail specifically. I develop meaningful relationships only because I didn't tell customers something that, you know, was fake, you know, or I lied about it. You know, I don't tell people that something looks amazing on them when it looks like crap or it looks like garbage. I mean, you don't insult them either. You don't say, oh my God, you look terrible. You just say like, you know, when something isn't working the best, always suggest something that would look better and then always provide reasons why. And then also the same thing when something looks amazing on them, say why it looks amazing on them. Don't just be like, oh my God, that looks amazing. You know, if it's a color that really complements their skin tone, that's something that I would always focus on. I don't know, there are certain things that I would, you know, focus in on and create reasons why around it. And I think that's how I approach design and branding as well. And that's why I was really effective in an advertising world was because whenever I was working with clients, say for freelance projects, the best piece of advice that I received from a mentor was always provide a reason why. And it was just really validating to hear that because, you know, it it really proved why people, you know, have trust with you and also establish you as somebody who is an expert in your field. If you have reasons why or evidence to back up what it is that you're saying, then you create a lot more trust again. You know, and talking more about this topic of support and trust, I think that a lot of people, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs don't create trust with their customers or create trust with their audience. I mean, there's so many, man, there's so many topics we could go into about trust. But one thing that I try and focus on as an entrepreneur is solving problems, right? It's not about the money and it's not about the sales for me. The reason why I absolutely love being an entrepreneur is because I get value out of learning every day and I'm happy being challenged and I love being productive. But I love doing what I do because of the constant learning opportunity for growth. Um, And also what makes me feel good is by enabling others to pursue their passion and be confident to live as their true self and have purpose. You know, I hate fake people. And in my experience, I realize the cruelty of people through their duplicity. And that's why authenticity is so important to me. I mean, why do you do what you do? Why should you care what you do? Um, For me, it's definitely about creating a safe environment for people. I don't I don't like people who are malicious or cruel. And I never want to experience that again. So that's why I come from an authentic place. Um, Entrepreneurs solve problems and not all businesses solve problems. Um, Not all small, not all business owners are entrepreneurs and not all entrepreneurs are business owners. You know what I mean? But I think it needs to come if you're an effective entrepreneur or if you enjoy being an entrepreneur. um, I think there has to be, you have to create value for people. You have to enjoy solving problems and you have to have an ability um, to, to come across authentically Um, as far as building trust with people that you're legitimately here to help them. And honestly, that's what I love to do. I love the challenges um, associated with solving problems and I want to create betterment for other people. I want people to really be happier. I want them to pursue their passions. I want them to be enabled to believe in themselves, to have confidence. So how to do that? I mean, I I think it starts off with realizing that you deserve to be happy 
happy and to spend time with other people who are like-minded and who care about you, who see your worth and your value, and to show your appreciation for those people and tell them that you're grateful. I am so freaking grateful for my tribe and for my champions and for the people that support me. I absolutely cannot describe to you how much I appreciate and love the important people in my life who are supportive and kind and loving, you know, and I try and ignore and try to separate myself from the people who attack or belittle me um, because they want to see you fail. Don't let them. Don't, you don't need to pay them any mind. Ignore them. Cut those people out. Get rid of them and just pay kindness and appreciation forward. And if you do that, you'll receive it in return. So for some, like this may sound like common sense, but for me, it really resonates when I talk about it or I write it down or I read it over as a reminder. Anyways, with that, thanks so much for listening. Sending you lots of positive energy. Hope to see you guys next week for another episode, and I hope you have a great week ahead.